Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Chaluminati Podcast, episode 225. As always, I'm one of your hosts, Alex Fossiani, and today I am literally here all by myself. Mathis is dinking around in one of two resorts in Florida. Last I talked to him, he was rescuing the AllSpark. Jesse, I don't know what the fuck happened to Jesse. Jesse is having an old man time. He's busted up. He's he's not doing great right now. So I'm here alone, and luckily I brought back that crazy guy from a month ago. It's Santel. Everyone, I am your substitute teacher. I'm Michael Santel. Please let's stick to the script today, okay? Let's not. <laughs> please don't act up just because I'm here, okay? We can have a really fun class. I want to get to know everyone. I want to know what you're about. Yeah. And speaking of Santel, Santel's gonna be with us just to get business out of the way up top because today we're gonna do a nice. This, is, this episode is going to be called Seven Listener Stories with Santel Only. <laughs> uh, but if you want to see Santel in person, why don't you come out and see us in Los Angeles? Tickets will now be on sale. I think by the time this episode is live, tickets will be on sale for our show on December 3rd at the Terragram Ballroom in Los Angeles with plenty of special guests, including Santel. I'll be there. Yeah. I'll be in my Santa onesie. Yeah, including Davis, another, another friend of the pod. And other secret guests that I haven't figured it, my shit out about yet. But this show's going to be very different than the one in October. You have so many sp- secret guest friends you could ask. Yeah. I'm very excited for those names to come out. I've asked a lot of them, and they've left me on red. <laughs> but I will follow up. Uh, and, and this show is going to be a lot different than the show that we did in October. Uh, totally different new format that we're going to try out with some new hijinks. Speaking of that show in October, if you want to hear it, if you weren't there, you didn't have the money to come out to Los Angeles and fork over 30 bucks for the tickets or whatever it was. We have the show now live. We, we recorded it right off the board, and it's available now at a website that you already know, patreon.com slash Pod. the website you like. Five bucks. That's for anyone. Anybody, you don't have to be a patron to come buy it for five bucks at patreon.com slash Pod. You can do that. It comes with a PDF of Mathis's absolutely unhinged, horny slideshow. It has a video version that has the slideshow synced up to the, the audio so you can like watch it in time with us or where the slides change on time. Uh, it's a nice little package. It has art. It's great. It's a great little poster, and uh, you can get it. And also, please go buy tickets on Ticketmaster for our show at the Terragram Ballroom on December 3rd in Los Angeles. Michael Santel. How in the fuck are you doing today? Hijinx is almost a Pokemon. It's all... You know what I mean? Hijinx is like just Jinx if she fucking ground up a little Bulbasaur <laughs> and fucking ripped that shit. Like, you know, like when you don't want to burn your lungs, so you put a little ice in there. She would look like a Mr. Mime if she got too high. You know what I mean? Yeah. I'm doing great. How are you doing? I'm doing good. Uh, I feel like uh, we have sat in the tea that is uh, David Grush, and uh, I feel like it just keeps getting weirder. Dude. It is getting so weird. Skiff, skiff meetings are occurring. Uh, and then people are being denied yeah. in the room. Yeah. like They took that picture of them walking out of the room like Yetis, the DOD guys. They're like, we won't give you their names. It's like, oh, okay. Do you think it's like they just want to like really annoy them so that they stop asking so that they like wasted their morning by calling them into a skiff meeting and then being like, hey, thank you for coming down here. I'm glad you waited for three hours. Fuck off. Get out of here. I hate you. I guarantee you that everyone in Washington 
is thinking and dealing with Israel stuff and does not want, yes. has no time to talk with you about a legacy program from the 40s right. that actually is shaping our reality. Well, yeah, which may or may not be like the most important thing. And then what's his name is out here like, uh, seems to me someone has some technology that's going to change everything. And he's just talking out of his ass too in the end. Yeah. So like, what the hell is going on here? The best part about this is all we got to do is wait because there's way too much pressure going on uh, all over the place. You know, it's interesting that we have a new crazy speaker of the house, but Ugh. Boucher came out and said, no, nah, UFO stuff is a go. And that was part of probably him saying, hey, I'll make you speaker, but you're going to let me do this. I don't know. I don't know what was going on in there when they when they picked that guy, but it's weird. Uh, but like I said. I've got seven listener stories for us today. This is going to be, just so you know what the vibe is, think like improv teacher vibes on this, where you can stop the scene and just give me some notes as we go. Okay. That's going to be kind of the vibe of this as we go through, since you've never done this before. What are, what what kind of stories are we going to hear? Yeah. Are we going to hear ghost stories and Bigfoot stories? It's, or are we going to hear like weird, like penthouse forms? It was an airplane. It was like, dark at night. We like, we like personal stories. We like local color. We like... Uh, sometimes they send in dreams to, for us to interpret. Sure. Uh, sometimes they, it's almost like a c- more classic fan mail type reader response letter. Okay. Yeah. There's all, there's all types. They're all from our Reddit, uh, r slash Chaluminati pod. If you want to get on there, it's free. It's chill. There's, it's actually funny. There's good times. <laughs> our mods are great. Shout outs. Like it's a good little place. There's actually... Quite a lot of activity on there. I actually haunt that place. Reddit mods, what do I need to do? Do I just tell you I'm coming? Do I just post a bunch and then you find out it's me? How do I get in contact with you? They'll they'll find you. Okay, okay. They're, it's like the Matrix. In there. Okay, I'll tell them. I'll, I'll tell them the special code. I'll say, hey, this is Michael from the Matrix. Let's yeah. get this going. Now I've sent you a list of stories. You got it right here. Yes, I do. Uh, Thank you. Thank you for airdropping it to me. I'm gonna start with the first one, and we're just gonna get right into it. These are all from Reddit. Like I said, this one's called. In my mom's words, listen to the voices you hear, which sounds like... That sounds like music. That sounds like a, like a show that would be at a museum. Listen to the music. <laughs> yeah. that, what was that lyric Love again? <laughs> it's basically that lyric. Uh, and this is from a uh, user, She Who Rides Dragons. Oh, cool. Which is a cool username, yeah. You got a whole theme park coming your way. So here we go. Before we begin, also, I'm so sorry about my face. I don't know if you guys can tell that my, my voice is like completely fucked up but the santa Ana winds they are here and i was house sitting in ontario the windiest place that i've ever been there was like my phone was like watch out bitch you're gonna die tonight (laughs) it's it's especially polleny there's a there's a haze in the air today looks like a western outside kelly was like kelly was with me house sitting and she had to leave early to go to work and she was like I'm leaving, and then she was like, actually, now I'm leaving. I had to get out of my car because a tree had blown over, and I had to pull it out of the driveway. It's crazy. Uh, it's the windiest place that I've ever seen. Okay. It's the windiest thing that I've ever been. It's called the Windy City. I've, in, I've been told that many times. I was in Phoenix, and there was like a mummy-ass storm. Like sure. a wall of sand came. Oh, okay. This, like, like a mumbra level of sand? Like when Arnold Vosloo's face like, yeah, okay. rises yeah, 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 out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It was like that, but it was just wind. And I was at the like Japanese cheesecake place out in Ontario. It was fucking crazy. It'll protect you from the scarabs. It was fucking nuts. I was having I was having hibachi. No, not hibachi. What's the one? Teppanyaki. Oh, okay. Like, like uh, where they throw the shrimps in your mouth. Is that the difference? Teppanyaki. As far as look, now I'm talking out of my ass. 
I think this is like I love me a hibachi show. I like yeah, where they do the heart. That's, that's I, they what I'm they do the Pac Man. I think hibachi is a barbecue though. They do the they do the Thomas the Tank Engine. What are we talking about? What's the name of that thing? Benihana. Benihana. Yeah, Benihana is like teppanyaki, the flat top. Okay, like the metal, like like diner style flat top. What is the balls with the octopuses inside? Is that I thought that was Tom o- oko, Okonomiyaki. Okay, I'm no, checking. no, no. I don't know. Okonomiyaki <laughs> might be a pancake. It's fine. Let's get to these. Let's get to these Reddit posts. Yeah. All right. Here we go. Before we begin, I'd like to introduce this story by saying that it's not my own. It is instead my mom's written in her words. It's always intrigued me and I hope it intrigues you as well. The setting, rural Minnesota. The time to be revealed shortly. In order to tell this tale in full, my background should be known to enable you to see the era of time. Okay, this is... <laughs> like Leonard Nimoy. <laughs> yeah, this is a lot of thought being given yeah. to this story. It's, it's beautiful. I was born in 1960 to a family that ended up as 12. Mother, father, five boys, and five girls. Extraordinary odds, Mom was told. Yeah, that's like a Von Trapp family. Yeah. I love that we're already characterizing Mom. She already exists in the world. That's good. Back when the world was smaller... And she's done it. Yeah. She has birthed many a human beings into this world. That's a surreal, that's a surreal amount of siblings. Uh, back when the world was smaller, dirt roads with grass running down the middle and no neighbors within earshot. The property was said to have been a stagecoach stop. The wind would blow the sugar sand across the barren low hills, making you feel you had been transported into an oasis in the desert. Oh yeah, there was nothing to do there yeah. except get with Bob. Yeah, being we had a hog farm slash garbage hauling business, there were always chores and you either worked outside or inside. I was an outside human. That brings us to the tale. <laughs> I've always started recently. The, the phrase outside people and inside people has just came into my lexicon and it's a really good. It's accurate. Yeah. It's I'm accurate an inside person. I'm, I'm, I'm like a, I'm like blade. I'm like the day walker. Like <laughs> I definitely, I definitely get in my steps, but like, I'm also the most, you should see my, how stereotypically disorganized my house is for what, type of guy i seem like i am as long as i can get back inside i'm okay with being outside yeah I'm, but i I'm, need to know that there's an inside nearby that i can go escape you to. don't want to be stuck out there i don't want to be out Do you there camp uh i will occasionally go out in the wilderness and tent my own life yeah i'll camp sometimes but you go in the tent yeah i always go <laughs> in the tent i will be I, that being said our friend's grandmother gave her an RV, and I'm going to let you know, RV camping was the shit. I've never done that. Bro, you just go up there, and then you get to make, like, pulled pork tacos <laughs> because Rob was able to get the slow cooker working. I love that. And he, like, pickled all these onions. There was just, like, inside things we could do very quickly it's and then like, eat it uh, outside. It's like Pete from the Goofy movie. It's like the, it's like the stereo. That's, like, the guy that I think of who owns an RV. It wasn't, there wasn't a dance floor inside of it, but I was dancing because I was so happy that I could like sleep in a place where a bear couldn't get me. Yeah, that's that dude. uh, Kelly's family, we went camping one time and they did an RV and we didn't and we ended up sleeping in the car. Yeah, you messed up. Yeah, we messed up. (laughs) Uh, All right, back to the story. The tale. At around seven or eight years old or so, one of my first jobs outside was to help in the garden. What a joy it was. Mama and I pulling (laughs) weeds, eating tomatoes. I had 25 or so plants to tend to and thinking back, it must have taken all day to do so. Should I say the end of sentences like you like a Beastie Boys song just to emphasize the sentence? Only when it's written with this level of, like, forethought. Okay. I was always on the first one up and out the door. I was always the first one up and out the door. It was on these mornings quite so still that you could hear more. More! <laughs> one morning as I busied myself with the garden, I stood up to see someone coming up to me from the way of the hot hog lot. 
which was odd because the way he came was from only open farms and forest. As he drew closer, I was quite taken aback at first, not because he was a stranger, but because of who he was. A tall, stately man, but as a child, everyone is tall, wearing a white feathered headpiece that flowed down his back, slightly grazing the ground. The clothing he wore was also white, and I could tell it was leather by the smell, a heavenly odor, adorned in colorful beadwork that glistened in the rays of the rising sun. I walked towards him, thinking he was just another hired hand, and as many would pass through, I spoke first because I was upset with him. I said that he couldn't wear such beautiful clothes on the farm, and the feathers will be ruined, and you have to wear shoes when you're working with the hogs. He smiled a heartwarming smile that I can still see today and feel the warmth of. He turned and walked back the way he came from. The next time he came back, he was smiling that same smile. He wore a single feathered band around his head of long, shiny, jet-black hair, a vest with elaborate beadwork and no shirt and pants. Why am I thinking of Nightwolf from Mortal Kombat right now? I'm thinking of the Legend of Bagger Vance. Yeah. <laughs> We're on very different pages right now. Uh, but he was still barefoot. Yeah, a lot like that. Yeah. I said to him that if I have to wear shoes, he had to also. I was mad because my mom always made me wear shoes. With that, he turned and walked away again. No words did he utter until the third day. The day was cloudy, the smell of rain in the air. Most people don't like these days, but they always make me feel grounded to the earth. He always seemed to appear out of thin air. As I rose up from my work, he smiled, looked right into my eyes, and said, When you walk in a forest, all the trees look the same. But when you look to the heavens, you'll see the difference, and you always find your way. As he walked away, never to come again, I didn't realize how important these words would become for me until later in life, and it became clear why he talked to me. What I learned from him then saved my life later on a scary winter night. When my mom talked to me about that night lost in the woods, wanting to know how I could find my way out, I told her what I had learned from that hired hand. She looked at me, shaking her head, saying that we never had a Native American man working for us. Thank you for reading my mom's story. She had a lot of them, and I hope you can share some more, uh, and I hope I can share more someday. But it was hard enough getting her to write this one down, so no promises. Have a good day, and remember to look to the sky when feeling lost among the trees. I'm, I feel I'm so cynical in terms of hearing tales of woe that I instantly, you know, it's like, this is too well written. This is obviously somebody working on their prose. Like beautiful. Yeah. Beautiful job. But then I get into like the story of it. Yeah. And then it's like, yeah, maybe this was a thing that shaped this woman's whole life. Like she's a kid. Like, I don't know. Like I think about things that I remember from my childhood and like, the significance that they have to me and there's no way that like the scary red-faced man that leered down at me that i can still remember from when i was two years old it was as scary and horrific as i remember it because i know that it's my dad's friend rob today i know that guy still today and he's not a fucking horrific monster but when i think of like what scares me in the world today i know that it's like this two-year-old's like fucked up version of rob that scared the shit out of me yeah that there's a man in the closet with a red face yeah and he's gonna get you yeah exactly and he's always following and you. it was just rob with a sunburn at a barbecue right yeah but that was that image that then becomes the thing yeah so that's knows? also like a japanese demon yeah exactly some b- burned all red dude just hops like a, out like at a you. fucking tengu ass like with the long <laughs> nose. Yeah. yeah i don't know like i could see having some kind of interaction with somebody but then the funny thing is, do they even say anywhere before that 
that last time when they say that he wasn't that we didn't have a Native American working for us that the guy was Native American. There was a heavy implication with his pants yeah. and his feathers and things like that. He seemed, I, we assumed that's why I was getting, you know. Yeah, he seemed a little mystical. He seemed a little uh, dreamlike, right? Yeah, but doesn't a good magician never tell his, <laughs> never show his whole hand? Was we going to just be trying to do a show for one person? What do you, th- what do you think happened here? Uh, that if, if this person didn't have a mythical experience with a spirit from yesteryear yeah. that just inhabits this land. Yeah. Where's the land? Rural Mon- Minnesota. Rural, I don't know anything about rural Minnesota. It's nice. It's, it's a nice place. Lots of lakes. How were their indigenous people treated? I'm going to just go out on a limb and say <laughs> we probably fell short. Okay. I mean, it's inter- I, it's interesting to think. I mean, it speaks to like, it makes me think of like the truth of that place. Like, obviously, right? If this individual is appearing to her, like this thing is then independent of her because she didn't see something, right? She didn't see like something that like she would be programmed to see or something like right. that on the farm, right? Like she's just a kid. Like, why would she have that in her like in her like mind zone already? Right? Like, why would she have that imagery in her mind before she met this guy? Right. This is the 60s. Like, what is she watching yeah. on television that would give her this idea? Well, now that you, now that you put it that way, like, Tonto. Oh, okay. <laughs> so you're saying that there was children's programming. I mean, I don't know. The Lone was... Ranger, right? Like, yeah. The, like, Cowboys and Indians, like, the, like, classic, like, sort of stereotypical sort of. Who did you want to be in Cowboys and Indians? The Camp Cook. <laughs> I always wanted to be the medic. <laughs> in uh, in uh, Red Dead Redemption, there's a guy Pearson that you have to like feed all your like dead meat to, and he makes a stew every once in a while. That guy's my favorite guy in the whole fucking game. I always wanted to be like a Star Trek medic because I always felt like they like fought, and then at a certain point they're like, "All right, I got to start healing people." I was trying to be Neelix as a boy. <laughs> <laughs> uh, next one's to you, Santel Haunted Pets from user Mysterious underscore resist 458 an android oh it's not a real person uh yeah that's a real person wait well how do you know they're an android i'm just this just the name sounds like a designation i don't know Oh, okay okay uh hi going to start this off by saying that i'm coming up on three years of listening to the chaluminati thank you so much and it's been great entertainment for when i'm working Speaking of work and using spooky season and upcoming Halloween to tell the story, it takes place at my work, and feel free to use this on the pod. Alex, happy uh, Dias de la Muerto to you. Oh, did you did you, you so build much. your altar? I did not. I I would be appropriating that culture if I tried to do it. I built a, I built an altar, got all my dead grandparents' IDs on there. Oh my god! I wow. got incense. I'll show you the pictures. It's great. Does it feel good? It. Uh, yes. I am trying to be more mindful of things in my life and to like have that thought and to see them all there and like burn incense and stuff and like think that. think of them as like being there. Uh, yeah. Just like the lineage of time. Yeah. yeah. I, I enjoyed it a lot. I don't know enough about it to like. I just watched it. I watched one TikTok video. Yeah. And I read an NPR <laughs> article and then I set it up. Happy 2023. Everybody. But I've been doing altars now that I do tarot. So yeah. like that also spoke to me. So you just wanted to kind of. You put you put different levels of boxes because like one's the heaven layer. One's the earth layer. One's like below. You then put offerings on there. You put water so they can like uh, like quench their thirst. You put out uh, pan de muerto, which is like Mexican sweet bread. Uh-huh. Uh you light, you put marigolds because it like, like. Where did you get the bread? 
Uh, I just I just cut up Trader Joe's wheat <laughs> bread. I didn't have any bread. Oh I didn't have that. God. And uh, then I was like, well, if I'm going to put, you know, if you give a mouse a cookie, he's going to want delicious uh, Patron. So I have a little Patron out there. Okay. Yeah, I have a little bit of everything. That mouse is done for. Done for. Okay. Oh, wait. I got to tell you this now because it's too good. My dad has the story that. Is it a ghost story? No, it's just he used to have a little bird, like a little parakeet. And he had his buddy. Uh watch his house one day while he was like out of town for a, to watch a football game or something. And the guy had a party at his house while he was gone. And when he came back, his bird was hanging upside down dead on his branch because somebody put vodka in the bird's uh, water. water <laughs> That's awful. He's like, it was horrible at the time, but thinking about it now is funny that that bird was just upside down on its, on its branch. <laughs> he got so drunk. Yeah. He just went, <laughs> he just went down. <sighs> Anyway, happy Halloween, everybody. <laughs> I wonder if the I wonder if the bird like just fucking loved it. Like it was like, this is amazing. I'm gonna do a trick, and then like maybe it was out. Maybe you know what? I was gonna say somebody weigh in, but I don't want to know. I don't. <laughs> I don't want to know. If you know, don't don't tell uh, me. I recently went on a vacation. Okay. To Costa Rica. Okay. And when coming back through customs, they have a whole room for birds. They had like a. It was like it said bird detention, and it showed like a tropical bird. So many people sneak birds through the airport that they have a, a dedicated room at LAX for birding. I just, I don't, I mean, I do, I do it's just money, but like. In tubes. What in a tube hilarious, socks. what a hilarious idea. The expensive birds? Yeah. What a like, what a like crazy, I always think of this one professor that I had at Cal State Fullerton. I'm not going to say her name, but she was like a sort of eccentric film professor. And uh, there was this place called the Rialto Cafe. And she got kicked out more than once for bringing her, like, fucking gray parrot <laughs> inside her jacket into the place. And, like, they always see her, like, sticking bread inside her clothes and shit. And the gray parrot would probably say shit, too, yeah. right? Yeah, like, 100%. You know, it's, like, it's like things like a little talk. Action! Like, yeah. you know, it's like... I'm, they have a, Lights, camera, action! Did you, uh, I went to a bird show, and they had a, a gray African parrot, and his name was Bruce Raydell. Like, it's, it's a tiny <laughs> voice. Action. Yeah. They're... they're Cut. They're smart as fuck. DP. <laughs> trying to think of, I'm trying to think of, trying to think of jargon from the things the bird can say. Autor. <laughs> it's still me. I apologize. I work at a pet cemetery. Now you can't just. <laughs> what do you mean you work at a pet cemetery? Yeah. Oh, you well, work we, for Stephen King. We're getting in there. I mostly do groundkeeper work, like mowing and general ground maintenance, but occasionally have to get into the grimy side of the job dealing with the pets. Uh, I'll leave most of that info out. About a year ago, I was working on handling the cr uh, the cremains. Like the cremated remains? The cremated remains down in the building where our uh, crematory is run. Uh, and on... And on one of the work tables near me, we had taken a dog out of a nearby freezer to thaw before preparing it for burial. The dog was laid out on its side with its arms and legs out <laughs> as you would like to see if an animal was sleeping on its side. And the dog was frozen solid, which is to keep the body fresh and not nasty long before being buried. I kept thinking about dog. Are they arms or are they legs? They're both. Yeah, I know, but it's not like, you're not like, oh, my dog hurt his arm, but his leg is fine. Like, That's true. I would not say they have arms and legs. Yeah, like, but is it arms or is it legs? I think it's legs. Okay. I think dogs don't have arms. You don't think they're little paw arms that they just, they, 
Like, I feel like an arm is like you grab stuff with it and you like swing around. They grab the ground. They don't have thumbs. They, they can't they grab anything. They don't have opposable yeah, thumbs. They can't grab anything. Okay. I This isn't like it's a hot dog and sandwich situation. No, I don't Do think Do dogs so. have arms? I think that I know. They what have feet. I think I know what you're talking about when you say dog's arms, but I don't yeah. want that to be what it is. Okay, okay. I got uh, I got called to come help somewhere outside the crematory and was gone for maybe two minutes. When I came back in the room, the dog was standing on all four legs, upright as if in a defensive stance. What? But its face is frozen, right? So it's still just like got the, dead face. The, the whole dog, the whole dog was frozen. Oh, okay. After staring at it dumbfounded, I worked up the nerve to go over and figure out how the hell it got in that position. Uh, reminder, the dog was frozen solid where there is no way to put it in such a position while frozen without uh, mangling the poor thing. Does that mean it's heavier? Like it would like you couldn't pick up a frozen dog? Well, like if you tried to bend its leg, you would like crack the bone and rip the skin. You're telling me a frozen dog. That's what they meant by a defensive position. Not just that the dog was just like they're telling flipped me, around. They're saying this dog was frozen and on its side and then now frozen in a completely different position. Oh, that's I would not go back and in that room. And separately, sidebar, if you're going to go pick up your pet's remains. Your honor, sidebar please. Yeah, it, if you're going to go pick up your approach, pets or approach, approach the bench. Do not go to this. Do not go to the place where they do it. Yeah. I did that. I saw some shit that I didn't want to see. It wasn't my pet. I, my pet was already, you know, properly cremated and in a nice little box. But, whoa. Does it smell like chicken? No, because no, they're like all. Like the smoke? Like no, the smoke outside? D- no, but the, the smoke was like far away that I couldn't smell it, but there was like tables with frozen dogs on them. It was wild. So you have you can attest that frozen dogs are left out in dog hospitals. No, no. Pet cemetery or like a place where you process animal remains. They just don't do a pet cemetery at a big people cemetery. It just no. like do them at the end of the day. You wouldn't want your grandpa to be buried next to a dog. If I'm going to buy a dozen, I would like a bag of free dead dogs. Like, or like get rid of a dog for me. Like a street dog? Like if they... we're, no, if we're like bury grandma, they could also do some dog services. I mean, maybe at a different lot. I don't want, okay. I, yeah, I don't want my, okay. my bullfrog buried next to my uncle. Okay. I mean, for enough money, they'll do it. Yeah, they would. But if it's, is it okay if it piggybacks on another like if if grandma had a dead frog inside of it, like you've already paid for the land. If you put and a tiny, and there'd be a tiny headstone. I'm fine with that. Yeah, I'm fine with that. <laughs> like a hashtag. Like extra. she wants to be buried with it. Like I'm fine with that. Or, okay. Yeah, I'm fine with that. What if the frog outlives her though, and then we have to maybe like it's like a like ancient Egypt situation where we have to bury go the bury. Yeah, we have to go slaves. In. See, some people think it's a power plant. Yeah. I think it's more of a chemical factory. <laughs> When I went to put the the past dog back on its side, it was still freezing cold and rigid, completely freaked out. I I put the dog back on its side to continue thawing it before it was buried and go the hell out of the building for the day. Uh, While it's not unheard of when something like that is thawing to extend its limbs and uncurl itself as if it warms, the position and placement is completely impossible for how cold and frozen the dog still was. And lastly, there was not anyone else in the crematory building with me, and the building is far away from the main office that it would have taken far too long for anyone to set the dog up like that without me seeing. I still have no idea what to think of this and still get pretty uncomfortable uh, when it's just me working in the crematory with all the with all the past pets around me. But work is but work is work. I hope anyone who reads this enjoys 
uh, and has a very spooky Halloween. That was an absolutely disturbing imagery story. It didn't scare them from the profession. Yeah. This is a story that if someone's like, you ever seen a dog ghost? They're like, well, let me tell you what I have seen. I saw a frozen dog. Stand up. I saw a frozen dog. Uh, so let's, what is the implication then? Does the dog have a soul then? Like, do animals have ghosts? Like, there was obviously a dog ghost that changed the body. You think it's like a frozen dead dog Toy Story situation? Or is it like a Shinigami situation where, like, this is a place of negative energy because of death. So, like, ghosts can, like, jew on. Something fucking weird happens. Just something weird happens and it's like they didn't really hurt anybody. I don't know. That, to me, that story reads as, like, true to me because I could never think of those details. I mean... I guess maybe you would if you worked in a dog crematory, but like, I don't know that something about that one. It didn't go too far. I liked, I liked the, uh, I liked the essence of it. Felt real to me. The fact that they still work there, like yeah. it's still the best paying job in the small town, but like sometimes you have to deal with like weird upside down dogs. Some people are like, you know, some people want to have a, like a colorful job. Like if I could tell that story anytime I was at a cocktail party, I'd feel really cool. <laughs> I mean, the long con is to go work somewhere and go like, hey, I just want to intern. I just really want to know about this. And then get the, and then see the dead dog and be like, all right, peace what was that, out. What was the show called? Uh, six Jury feet, duty. No, it was, uh, six feet under. <laughs> yeah. Right? Like, yeah. you know, there's something, there's something cool about it. Sierra loved that show. I didn't watch it with her. I. She watched that show without me and I watched The Wire without her. So then we can never have a conversation about either one of those shows. That's fair. The, the Wire's for yourself. You know what I mean? I just couldn't stop watching it. Yeah. It's devastating. It's, the Wire is actually sidebar. the The Wire is a great TV show. You should watch. It's it was so it was so good. I feel like I need to rewatch it again. Yeah, right. Like as a second, like like I would read a book again. I should watch the show again. Young Idris. Yeah, that's good. Oh, uh, I got a dream for you next. Yeah, uh, this one's called. This is and we're gonna interpret this dream. Oh yeah. Uh, this is called My Strange Dream. Empty skin people from user several mummies. It's a great name. Yeah, love it. Last year. Shortly after the traditional Halloween episode of our favorite podcast, not this one, I had a strange but surprisingly cogent <laughs> dream. Uh, since we just entered the spooky season, I thought I'd put it out there for everyone's amusement. Feel free to read and interpret if the hosts are interested. Oh, we're, we, we're very we interested. Are, yeah. We're very interested. It felt weird but not scary at the time, but looking back, it's a nightmare. In the dream, I've just moved into a new house. I'm not alone, but I couldn't tell you how many others were with me. Oh, you are having a nightmare. <laughs> At some point, I become aware that the neighbor is a serial killer, which in this is spelled like cereal, like the food. <laughs> sure. But I don't think that's what they meant. It's a serial killer. But it's okay. As long as I don't call attention to it, he won't kill me. Then I, for some reason, decide to report him to the authorities. It's only then that I realize the neighborhood consists of people that are just living skins with a cut up the front. Everything else has been removed. The first part of the dream I can totally relate with, where like, oh, there's a thing that kills you, but all you have to do is just hide a little bit better than everyone else, and you're fine. Like Amnesia the Dark Descent. And you can just yeah. go into another room. Yeah. But like, ooh, the cut down the middle. Holy jeez. Yeah. Empty skin people. These skin people take me to the killer's house. Very polite, not mentioning the predicament that I find myself in. We start watching a movie while the neighbor prepares. I try to escape by getting up and saying I have to use the bathroom. I actually have to pee, which I think they mean in the dream they have to pee, not right now while they're writing this, I think. Uh, I go in, brace the door with my foot, and pee. I must have been taking a while because they get suspicious and start trying to get me. Then, the camera zooms up to a man crouching on top of the shower in between a couple potted plants. 
The audience hear his thoughts. I've been here for 50 years and no one's noticed me. Then I wake up. So right out the gate, I am guessing this person is American. Because if you feel like you live next door to a serial killer and everyone around you is an empty skin of a person with nothing inside, with no soul, that's what it's like to be in like post-COVID death stranding America. Hit the, the 15 second skip button if you do not want to hear a spoiler for the movie Parasite. Okay. Hit that button now and then hit it again. Yeah. Okay. Uh, hit it now. Yeah. <laughs> uh, wait, hold on. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> At hold least on. one of the buttons has already. Just, I know, I know, I know. Okay. We're, we're resetting. <laughs> hit it now. That feels like a Korean horror movie ending. Yes. Is there any chance that, that this person is not that American? Could be. Like, I mean, if so, I, I have dreams of other people being there, but I never see them. Yeah. I think I think the person who's been there for 50 years is like. Like. Connecting like, OK, like, how do I say this? Like the people outside, you're getting that feeling. You're feeling like they're oh, going to come. You're kill. not interpreting that this is a being that lives inside of this person. I mean, inside of this person, like maybe. But like, I okay. think it's all I think it's all a metaphor. I think like they're saying. People are empty. It feels like there's serial killers next door. Nobody's acknowledging it, right? They're just being polite and, like, luring you to your death. The only way for that person to be an individual, to not be part of the skinless mob, was to be a loner in an island of one. And that person was completely original. Yeah. Right? Like, they were not assimilated into the masses, but you you can't say anything. You just have to, like, be in the background. You have to lurk. The subreddit. Yeah, exactly. And I also think, like, to speak to the guy in the shower some more, like, if you look at stuff like Twitter or Reddit or all the, like, crazy internet shit that, like, makes people crazy and, like, angry, you might think, and, and how, how, how global the news cycle is now, you might think that this is a new thing that's happening in the world, like, this ins- insane, like, masochistic, uber-violence, fascistic tendencies thing that's going on right now but the guy in the shower saying he's been here for 50 years to me means that like this has just been happening the whole time also ooh, like a donnie darko situation yes. yeah, like, like this is the this is the worm thing that goes all the way through your body your whole life yeah but it's like that feeling of american paranoia of your the people around you and how you feel it but you just act normal outside and you just kind of i don't know there's a lot of repression in america more more than it seems more than it seems yeah and what's funny is we can't talk about it because if you talk about it that's when you get people upset you know what i mean because it's you will you will interpret reality through the lens of your eyes so whatever the thing is that you are passionate about they are not letting you say it and they probably aren't letting you say it yeah but that's part of the issue and i'll say this cool like good american excellence good old american excellence like cool shit that's from america still exists out there the people that are like that are out there they're just there's just so many people in america it's bigger than like any other country that's in the western world in Uh, in terms of like culture uh, and footprint i feel we are at a breaking point and i feel why it's like whatever this ufo thing is needs to come out so we can either put this shit to bed or that we can evolve as, as a species and evolve our thinking because we feel just, I just feel like we're at this precipice and you're absolutely right. It just feels like, yeah, there, there's no excellence anywhere in the world. And it's not about things. It's about ideas. It just all feels so. It's there. It's there. It's just dark. like, it's, it's there. There's just like two realities at the same time. It's like dissonance. It's like, you know, for every cool 
interesting American artists out there. There's like a fucking racist, fascist, thick necked, shitty, hateful, crazy person. Do who they, has a bunch of money? But do they feel that they've been here for fifty years? A hundred percent. Okay, see, hundred percent. Yeah, you know what I'm. But they all do. You know yeah. what I mean? It's all. It's the whole thing has been there for fifty years. This guy hiding in the bathroom from that has been there for fifty years. Then let's, he, was the la- he was the last guy who went in the bathroom to pee. Then let's inspire people. Go make the change. Whatever that thing is that you're procrastinating doing, make that change right now. Yeah. Santel, a PhD's take on the alien genetic post from Barfus the Great. <laughs> is Barfus a Roman emperor? Barfus is a Roman emperor with a PhD. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Is that what that means? Oh, yeah. Okay. Hello, my fellow Chaluminots. Uh, I'm a longtime listener, first time caller of this podcast, and I've lurked on the subreddit for quite a while. Do people know about longtime listener, first time caller? I think so. Do people still know what that is? I still get unironic, like, similar messages all the time. What was the morning show you used to listen to in high school? Uh, <laughs> uh, Kevin and Bean. Kevin and Bean. Yeah. I uh, used to buy the Christmas album every year, too. That's the, that was the good thing. Yeah, they had all the, yeah, dirty songs. It was like, yeah, it was like South Park, Blink-182 vibes, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> the Mikey show down in uh, San Diego. Oh, yeah. It all fell apart a couple years later, but it was... It's classic. Oof, classic. Shout-outs, shout-outs to... Uh, morning radio for young people it was like it was like the funny it was like just it was hanging out with your friends you just wanted to tell jokes and you'd find a community and you're like this is me it was like being on the internet but you're outside yeah (laughs) (laughs) yeah it was kind of like right it was like a a discord room with six people in it yeah and one of them was usually a dum-dum it's like a daily podcast yeah yeah it was vibes. Yeah. And it was like, you didn't have to like have your phone. You could just like go eat some eggs and it would like be, it on. was always there. Yeah. It, it was like very reliable. On. Yeah. Yeah. I consider myself apathetic. Uh, I consider myself an apathetic Jesse in the area of aliens and cryptids, as I think there are more pressing matters in the world that require our focus, i.e. climate change and its effect on events such as, uh, as famines, water shortages and pandemics heard. But if now, then when, <laughs> Because there's never going to be a good time. We just don't know the answer. We don't know how important it is. That's the thing. We That's need, very just, true. We want to know. And I think that I we got to do something. Yeah. I can't deal with the pollen in this room. This has got to be climate change. I know. I have a PhD in closely related field to molecular biology. And to the point, I have performed next-gen DNA slash RNA sequencing, genetic engineering, cloning, and so forth. I don't want to post my information publicly to Reddit, but if the mods want to confirm my credentials, they only need to ask. What does that mean? Does that mean he's working for Chinese CRISPR technology, or is this the weird shit we're doing? The problem is, this guy's got the same credentials as the other guy. Alex, I have lots of credentials. Just, if you ask me about yeah, them, I'll tell like, you I'm all not, about I'm them. not even trying to like clown on Barfus. Like, he very well could be a yes, PhD. please be respectful yeah, to Barfus. Yes, yeah, like, real talk, like, he very well could be a PhD, but it's just funny to be like, I also like, <laughs> like I still Alex the reader still doesn't have the expertise, and you're just another person on Reddit telling me that you have the expertise. But this is kind of how doctors talk. Yeah, no, I look. 
We know a doctor. Here, yeah, I mean, hear him out. The, Fucking the, Doug's a doctor. Yeah, dude. I That's know. how he talks. Yeah, God bless him. <laughs> Hearing the last episode about alien genetics post on our aliens, I felt that I had to chime in with more specialized opinions. This is what we were talking about when you were on the show, by the way. In short, oh, I remember. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, in short, the post is very fun science LARPing. The pod is uh, the pod is an interesting read, but looking deeper into the details of the story begins to all fall apart. Yeah. Unfortunately, isn't that's the problem. We don't know if any of this stuff is LARPing. Like, exactly right. Like, this guy, that's the whole problem. Is like, I was going to wait till the end to say it, but it's just so you interesting. You know who's not LARPing? Huh? Grush. <laughs> that's true. Grush is not LARPing. Because they looked into it, and all the places he said he worked, he, he did. did work. Yeah, he did work there. He's not like, what's his name? Uh, Greer? The guy who's like, or Lazar? or Yes. Yeah, the guy who's like, I work, trust me. Yeah. Area he, 51. He's in the, yeah, yeah, okay, yeah. Uh, I know, Lazar's story is weird. Without going too in-depth, as I am writing this on mobile and don't want to write a full breakdown with citations using a touchscreen. I don't like that you capitalized mobile. Uh, yeah. Well, it could be English. English? Where they're like oh. mobile, and then it becomes like a little bit more... Is it mobile with a capital M, though? I, I mean, it just feels like it is compared to mobile. If I was mobile. your teacher, I'd put a red light under that and mobile, say... Mobile sounds like the name of like a little pig sidekick, and mobile sounds like... <laughs> A cast like his Pokemon Evolution. Mobile also, yeah, uh, also sounds like a weird oil technology. Yeah. Mobile will take over this country. <laughs> there was already a gas station called that. Mobile. Well, I know, but people <laughs> never said mobile. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and if they steal that for their stupid oil ad campaign, you will have to pay. Yeah. Uh, the poster makes uh, the poster. The not like a, a thing on a wall, but the poster yeah. of the yeah, yeah, the poster makes very basic errors with no PhD would make. An example of this incorrect definition of intergenetic and intergenetic, intragenic and intergenic, right? Which is like, oh, okay, great. I don't know the fucking difference either. There's just it, to me, it's just a few letters. The poster places genetic features into the incorrect category, such as a promoter sequence being intergenetic when it should be intergenetic. Intragenic when it should be intergenic. Yeah, okay. So Th weird. I need you. I need you yeah. in this. Uh, this isn't the only issue with this post, which makes me believe the poster isn't a biologist, but rather someone who did research on biology to write the post. Nonetheless, it's a fun episode to listen, and I enjoyed Santel as a guest. Hot dog, Barfus! You know, <laughs> I didn't like you up until that last line, but you got me sold. You, know, you gonna let him have his PhD now? <sighs> uh, Barfus, I appreciate you. Thank you so much. Listen to story time. Uh, I <laughs> like... Uh, I get it. I get it. But this is the whole problem with everything, right? This is why everyone on the UFO subreddit is, like, experts in... Uh, uh, military flares. Right. It's like, oh, okay, great. It's so much more. I work with military flares every day. It's so humiliating to get kind of just like bullied on on the internet that you just lie. It's, it's that's, we got to get to a better internet, Alex. I know. We've, we've reached this spot because like, if this is real, then like, right? Like if that guy is doing this great, what else can you look into? Barfus, can you look into Bigfoot stuff for me? Like, what is yeah. the information that you can look into to use your expertise? And what are you working on, Barfus? Barfus, what, what are, you, are you doing? What are you up to? Who does number two work for, Barfus? <laughs> Who does number <laughs> two work for? Uh, all right. This next one is called My Maybe Haunted Hometown House. 
God damn boy, what'd you eat? Yeah, from uh, user Spenis T Menace. Have you been in any haunted houses? Have you been in places and had haunted experiences? Yeah, well, like I've had one in my grandma's house one time, one or t- once or twice, a couple times actually. But and and there's been a couple weird things that have happened here before that I wouldn't say that this house is haunted, but I've had some weird things happen in this house before. Uh, and then like touristy wise, I've been to like a couple like famous haunted houses. Like I went to Whaley House. Uh, in Old Town, San Diego. I went to that other house in San Diego that looks like the house from Casper that yeah. the guy lived in. That's an Old Town. You can't get inside that one. Yeah, yeah. Not anymore. Oh, okay. But, but I was there, yeah. Uh, and uh, I've, been, a... I've, been, I've, been, I've been to a fair amount of them, but I've never like seen a fucking, like one of the ones that they say. I've been to the Queen Mary, another one. I've just never like seen like the famous ghosts, if, you're, if that's what you're asking. It sucks that in movies when you see, when ghosts show up like, the door slams, the window opens, a bookshelf falls over. It's never just like a little, like the things that happen that are weird. I, thi- I think it's great, though, because when you then watch like Nuke's Top 5 and you're trying to like see which ones are real, uh, the ones that like use the language of cinema are like probably fake because it's like, it's like too good. Because like if you watch a lot of ghost shit movies and you start to like see the tropes in real life, you're like, come on, the ghosts aren't. The ghosts aren't the watching. The angles movie. of those ghost videos are always so convenient. The one where the guy like dosy does around a corner <laughs> so that his buddy can sneak out behind him. Like, I don't know. Like, I'm sure there's real ones out. I'm sure there's at least footage that's like not fake out there. Like that's been not tampered with. I'm sure mixed in every once in a while you get a good one. But it's there's so much fake shit out there, guys. It's, it's crazy. so crazy as well that in a world of show me ufos it's like just show them go get a ghost go like it's you you have all the cameras in the one room i'm very interested in ghost hunting i would love to like legit be convinced you know what i mean i would love to like but it would be a personal experience that would change you that's what i mean i just want to know i just want to like understand those people that like do it all the time and are like fully committed to it because i want to hear their top 10 best evps (laughs) because i already think it's cool yeah exactly i already think it's cool like the vibe is cool it's like kind of like IRL Ghostbusters vibe. As close as you can get, right? And you're kind of like doing some like Back to the Future, Doc Brown type shit. Wayne Zielinski, Honey, I Shrunk the Kids type shit, you know? Back when we were watching Sci-Fi Channel like a decade ago when that uh, first Ghost Hunter show, the Taps guys. Yeah. They went to some winehouse. They got crazy shadow there's things. Some, there's a couple very legit episodes of that show. And I was watching that. I was like, how come this isn't a bigger deal? How come this is only like 22 minutes and then we're seeing another episode because of Species? There's not a single one of those shows that doesn't have some clear fake stuff on it. Yeah. And I always feel like there's always one guy in the crew that maybe did some time. Like yeah, they, you know Dude, I mean? that they just like, like they're like he's there like he's there like monk grease monkey. Listen, I get it. You're going to some place at three a.m. and are staying up all night. I bet people weirdos flock to you like a moth to a flame. I've talked about this before, but if you want to watch a killer show that only has a few controversies, <laughs> Jesus. Well, it's great because they actually like sussed out their own guy. They like oh. they like fed him fake info, and he like fell for it. So it was like kind of. Neat, right? Uh, but most haunted, the like BBC one is, I think it's BBC, is with Yvette Fielding, and like the guy Derek Akora was the guy who got like blown up on that show. She snuffed him out as being a faker. It was like one of the historians. Like, there's like a packet that they give, and he's not supposed to look at that packet, but like he got it somehow, and he like in the show, in his like cold reading of the place, like said one of the facts that was fake. That was like an anagram of his own name, like Derek is fake or something like that. 
And he was just, the guy came out and was like, this guy's fucked. And they like took him off the show. Wow. So even though there's like a few other times when that show had some controversies, like I give it some credit because that was tight. Wow. Yeah. But that show's really good. And they do a lot of research and they like fact check, like a lot of stuff that the mediums say, they'll just put up. It's almost like pop-up video where they like fact check the mediums in pop real time. Pop-up video. Yeah. And they're like, this was real. There, there is somebody Boop. with this name or whatever. But then sometimes they're like, we didn't find anybody Boop. with this. This guy was wrong. Yeah. They're like whatever. Pop-up video was the shit. I love pop-up video. But Most Haunted, if you have a chance, I think it's on Amazon Prime. I don't know. Here we go. New listener here is Spenis T. Menace. Maybe my, my maybe haunted hometown house. New listener here. I just finished episode 37, so I have a long way to go. We're on episode 225 now. Hot dog. Listen, this is going to be a year. This is going to be years before they get here. Oh, yeah. Uh, you get a Mario star. You get the flag. Yeah, what a fun surprise. Yeah. Yeah, this is great. I, Mazel tov. Yeah. I travel a lot for work, so listening to podcasts and audiobooks are great options to pass the time. I occasionally listen to recent episodes like Enfield. Keep up the awesomeness, gents. I will. If there are any questions about any of the stories below, feel free to ask away. It's a lot to read, so hopefully I didn't go overboard. These will be three stories that I recently reconfirmed with my family as we all went through this. My hometown house had various bizarre situations occur, but to some degree, there could be logical explanations, even if I'd rather it be weird ghost shit. That lady comedian with the high-pitched voice, she has a lot of cartoons. Maria Bamford? I don't know. The, the one from uh, Flight of the Concords? No. No, she's a little younger than her. She's re- she's real pretty Jenny though. Slate. I think so. The Marcel the Shell. I think so. She grew up in a haunted house, <laughs> and she and her comedy act. She like talks to ha jokes, and then behind the scenes stuff, she's like, I can't talk about growing up in a haunted house because it like is the thing that affects me the most. It's like so scary. It's just all of Jenny all Slate. of the like trauma that comes with living in a haunted house. Jenny Slate, please reach out to us. <laughs> <laughs> we will. We will. We're ready to believe you. Uh, it's just, yeah, okay, okay. Uh, I grew up in the Bay Area, about an hour south of San Francisco. I grew up in a two-story house that had issues with piping to the point where my parents had to eventually pay to have all of the piping replaced after it rained indoors three times within two years. Jesus. Hearing weird sounds, we chalked them up to the bad pipes we couldn't afford to fix for a while. My sister and I had our own rooms with a bathroom in between. Our parents' room was across the stairs with a path to the loft, which we called the band room. Above the top of the stairs was the entry point for the attic a relatively small square that we had to go, uh, that we had to bring a ladder to, to even push it up to get inside. So classic attic. This house is worth $5 million now. Yeah, no, in San Francisco? In, like, well, it's our south, our south, but still. It's got brand new piping. Okay. The, I love that the stories have titles. Story one is called Frilled Dress, Stitched Heart. This makes me believe that your story is not real, but I'm excited to be at your house with your family right now. I was about 12 years old. I had two young black cats and two German shepherds. Uh, this particular night was the strangest encounter with the cats. That's like James Bond villain pets, but I love it. Uh, I had just started. <laughs> These ones scratch. These ones bark. <laughs> Dita and Peter. I had just started. Truly... It scratches worse than its bark, <laughs> but its bite is worse than its machete. <laughs> That's right. I said machete. He has opposable. He has a dog. I have made two dogs <laughs> with My arms. My dog has arms, this... Mr. Bond. Watch out for his machete arms. He can grip them. I better not wrestle with that mark. (laughs) (laughs) Come stretch. Uh, I had just started truly getting into reading. I was reading Red Wall by Brian Jock, covering under my arm, covers under my arms, feeling comfortable and relaxed. I was starting to drift off to sleep when my cats raced into my bedroom, running on top of my bed and knocking over stuff on my shelf. Before I could finish saying, what are you doing? Both cats stopped at the foot of my bed, hissing towards my door. 
Cats are assholes. Like, I, I, I get it. Like, they, they probably don't act like assholes all the time, but cats are little assholes. I will say this, though. If there is an animal with the ability to peer across the supernatural plane, it's cats. They were never domestic. They are the Batman of animals. They just chose they're to, just, like, it's a benefit, be with us. It's a beneficial relationship As to them. Evolutionarily, they're like, yeah, just hook up with these guys. Might as well be a tiger. Yeah. What, what, right. Uh, I could see her clearly. A little girl was standing a couple of feet into my room. She wore a frilled dress with a stitched heart on the chest. The part that confused me most was she was in grayscale. I stuttered a, hello? Next, I heard a giggle from her as she skipped (laughs) through the walls of my parents' room. My cats calmed down, and I was eventually able to fall asleep after putting the covers over my head, freaking out. Looking back, she seems harmless, even though my cats didn't like her. The next day, I mentioned the event to my parents. My dad told me he saw her too. However, for him, she was in color. A little girl in a blue frilly dress with a red stitched heart on the chest. A couple of years later, we met a previous renter of the house. We all acted at a local black box theater, parents and kids. My mom, being the social butterfly she is, mentioned the house to one of the other moms. Then, unprompted, this mom asked if we met the girl ghost yet and described her in dresses of various types, but mainly a frilly dress with a stitched heart on the chest. My mom pulled me into the room so I could hear it from the woman herself. Not long after this, chairs and toys would move across rooms within view of all of us to see. My family and I would have items go missing and reappear unless it was clothes. If clothing vanished, it never returned. Especially if it was for my little sister's clothes that went missing. For me, it was my books. They would vanish for months and then be on my bed. No one could explain to me why. My parents are still confused by that. They are believers of ghosts and aliens, so they probably didn't need a lot to be convinced, but I truly don't know. One time, a chair moved before our eyes, catching my dad. This person lives in a haunted house with their books going missing. They're like, that's not enough proof for me. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> if you came up with it, maybe you, that's just normal for you, though. You know what I mean? Yeah, that you just lose shit for a couple of months. Dude, people can normalize fucking anything. Sure, sure. Okay. One time, a chair moved before our eyes, catching my dad, who had just lost his balance working on the ceiling after the pipe had burst the first time. None of us were near the chair when we saw it scoot back uh, from the table to catch my dad's foot. He thanked my mom, thinking it was her. We decided it was either the little girl or my step-grandma who had passed away earlier that year. She would always give my dad flack for not being more careful. I have to believe all ghost stories. I have a ghost story. Okay. But it's not a ghost story. Okay. I (laughs) saw... That doesn't sound like a ghost story. I saw nothing. Okay. When we first moved... Okay. So, when we first moved into our apartment... Yeah. Your current apartment. The apartment we live in now, we... Never seen anything, nothing like that. Within the first two weeks, uh, Sierra said to me, she woke up in the middle of the night and somebody said her name <laughs> out loud, audible. Oof. Sierra. And she's went, Yeah. And she was like, You were snoring. You weren't awake. And I said, That's the craziest thing I've ever heard. <laughs> <laughs> why would you? This is. That but, sucks. That's yeah, so that, scary. Why yeah. would you tell me that? The next night uh literally the next night when i was sleeping while sleeping i heard somebody say my name audibly out loud michael i said yes here what do you want like a like her voice not her voice but i responded i was like yeah what's up yeah and she's asleep she's completely asleep dog was asleep well i mean i don't think it matters that the dog was asleep i don't think jj's like Michael. (laughs) (laughs) Listen, I ask him all the time, just fucking say what you want. Stop looking at me like that. Have I ever told you this story? Use your words. Uh, Do you know my friend Tony? Yeah, I know. Yeah, yeah, uh, Uh, Tony Rigatoni. No, no, the other one. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Tony number two is a good guy. Yeah. He 
has a friend Justin who swears to this day that he was sitting on the like porch of his house when they were like kids with skateboards, chilling out there with the dog and the neighbor, and the dog was just like, "Sup, guys." <laughs> <laughs> I, that sounds like dogman stories. Yeah. Again, from Michigan, where people just see, like, a dog smoking a cigarette, leaning up against a fence, and be like, how you doing there? That's the funniest shit I've ever heard in my life. <laughs> Brian Griffin, like, what the fuck? It's crazy. And it reminds me of Joe Camel. And you're yeah. talking about cultural influences. Like, yeah. I don't know. Maybe that was, like, a thing people saw. Yeah. Fucking a little smoke. Maybe that painting was just, like, so fire. Story two, out of body. Here we go. Oh, I just did the intro. Oh, you want okay. me to keep reading? I'll, I'll do it. It's, yeah. it's technically your story. I didn't want to step on your feet. Yeah, no, take this one. There's a third one. I chalk this one up to being a weird dream because even on this day, I have bizarre dreams that are vivid as real memories, but still nothing like this one. I have deja vu dreams. Oh my God, all the time. I'll dream the thing and then it'll be the thing. Yeah. Uh, it happens more with people than like content. But it'll be like looking out a window, be like, yep, I dreamt this. I feel like sometimes like the feeling is more complex than just like the visual. Like maybe something about what I'm looking at makes me feel the same as the feeling in my dream. And I like like match it after the fact. It almost feels like reality resyncs. Yeah. Like a click, like a like a zick. And you're like, oh, okay. Deja vu is an extraordinary feeling. I'm back on the path. I'm on the path. Yeah. It was a hot summer. I was 16 years old, and it was well over 100 degrees Fahrenheit, and our AC was doing the best it could. It would uh, it would die about a week after this. Man, this house is just rough as hell. It's really tough. Uh, I was falling asleep on the living room couch, a little uh, couch, a little afternoon. Suddenly, I had stra- I had a strange sensation where it felt like someone was pushing on my face, uh, like uh, the the hat man. What's the person that sits on your chest? A nightmare. Well, they it's like a specific thing. Like Asian cultures, there's like this, like, it's like a fat man that comes and sits on your chest. Oh, my God. Okay. Uh, I, I called it a face melter because it was like an immense G-force from a roller coaster. Ooh. When I touched my face at the moment, it felt like everything was horribly wrong. Oh. Like the Babadook, like, like, a, like yeah. Like Black body horror, face. Like body horror shit? Yeah. yeah. My eyes... My eyes were on my cheeks and my mouth was on my chin. I could feel creases and wrinkles on my face from my skin bunching up. I could hardly open my mouth to uh, speak, let alone breathe. Panic mounted within me. Did you hit the salvia bong? I did do that. (laughs) Do you know that story? I mean, I'm sure you, the story goes, I hit the salvia bong once and then I lost my mind. Uh, yeah, I came (laughs) home from Blockbuster and I opened the door and Rob had a bong and it was filled with smoke. And Kevin, my roommate, the druggie was like, Rob, hit it, hit it. And I was like, no, I'm scared. I just got home from my shift and I was like, I'll hit it. Went, started coughing, <laughs> coughing like I was dying. Like, <laughs> yeah, just like, yeah. this isn't what I thought it was. Do you know how powerful it was? Uh, nope, no, qu- uh, no, no. I went to the kitchen and instantly I turned on the sink to get water in my mouth. And I was trapped being pushed down by a rainbow waterfall. <laughs> like a waterfall and all the rainbow pieces were like coming off of it. <laughs> From the couch, Sierra said, you are standing over the sink just drooling. Like, Ugh. 
Alex, a <laughs> rainbow waterfall was hitting me. Uh. And then I got really, I felt all of the sweat on my back. Like, <laughs> it was like itching me. Like, yeah. I, it felt like, again, to the mummy, felt like scarabs were like crawling Just up my back. Super. So I yeah. instantly took off my blue shirt. I took off my well, my dicky shorts, and I'm just now, and I just was like, I gotta get in the shower now. And I went to the shower, and I was able to calm down in the shower. Incredible. But I, it, it only was, lasts for like 10, 15 minutes. Maybe I, I, I maybe had like ninety seconds of that, and then the shower. Then, uh, then all of me was just wet and itchy, and I felt fine. Great, that is insane. Yeah, a rainbow waterfall. Yeah, I tried to open my eyes. I forgot I was reading. Yeah. Sorry, Alex. I tried to open my eyes, but that's when I barely saw a pair of small bare feet. Oh, no. Before I could freak out more, I sat up feeling lightheaded. Thinking it was a weird dream, I walked to the kitchen to get water when out of the corner of my eye, I saw my body sleeping on the couch. Oh, shit. You're out of body. I wasn't sure what was happening at first, but I heard a voice. I couldn't tell you uh, what... What was said, it was an echoing soft voice of a girl. Michael. As if in a trance, my body walked to the base of the stairs. I realized that I had no control but couldn't fight it no matter how hard I tried. At the top of the stairs, the little girl... uh, At the top of the stairs was a little girl, but this time in a white flat gown. I pointed towards her saying, I know you. She giggled. <laughs> before I could uh, before I could do anything more, I felt pressure in my stomach. Oh god. The pressure turned into a clear feeling of being pulled. I was back pulled into my body. It wasn't fast either. I could feel as if I had passed through the kitchen and when and then whipped around the couch to where my body was. I woke up breathing heavily in a deep sweat. I called my best friend. You will not believe the shit that just happened. I've heard like remote viewers talk about when they get lost in other places, there's like a, a golden string behind you. And yeah. as long as you don't lose that, you can get back to your body. It's just like but a... But this person described it as through the navel, like pulling them down, which is a weird... That feeling of like a rope inside of you is crazy. Yeah. I don't even... I don't know. It's weird to me that that's such a common part of that. That multiple people yeah. have that archetypal like junk. That feeling, yeah. I also talked about my dad, uh, dad about it. And he said he used to have out-of-body experiences regularly. He would travel... He would travel the world in his mind that way. And he would have to fight to get back to his body. From what I have heard and read, it's easy for people to die in their sleep for, uh, when that happens because their soul leaves the body. Okay, well, dream, dream That's or like, not, uh, it, has, it has stayed with me clear as crystal to this day. That's, isn't that the causation? Like, yeah, people die in their sleep, but like, you spend most of your life fucking asleep. It's like cyberpunk. 2077 <laughs> yeah yeah but do, you spend most of your life sleeping right like right. we're beings of sleep but you're not traveling usually you're not sure like, well in the dreamscape you are but you're not remote viewing most of the time that you're sleeping it's funny that when people are out of body they're just chill at their house yeah like i guess you didn't know that was happening so you're like i'll go to the kitchen have you lucid dreamt uh yes i've never done it like i've never induced it but i've had like brief experience yeah i've had dreams where in the dream i'm like oh wait I'm going to do something else now. I'm going to like fly. Yeah. I, so I stopped smoking weed so I could have like crazy dreams. Uh huh. It was really difficult. I Not, nothing about it was difficult, but like. Just sucked. It just, yeah. Yeah. And on one of the nights I, I wrote down, I was like, uh, I want to see tarot cards in my dream. 
and I had this dream. I was in a teacher's lounge and there was all these teachers and there was like someone had like brought in lunch to like feed the teacher. So we were all just eating and talking and stuff like that. Uh-huh. And the teacher and the bell rang. The teacher's like, oh, we got to go back to our classrooms now. And I was like, oh, but I wanted to do your tarot cards. I wanted to see like tarot cards with you. And one of the teachers turned to me and said, I know you do. You don't get to see them. Whoa. And then we went back to classrooms and then we like put on a movie for the kids. Like that was all the dream stuff. But that was the one moment I was like, oh, okay, that was weird. And you're like, whoa, I was alive. I was alive for yeah. a second. Okay. That's so crazy. All and right. then the next day I smoked weed. Yeah. Hell yeah. <laughs> <laughs> then I was like, okay, that's enough of Story that. Story number three, Stranger Than Fiction. My last year of high school was filled with all forms of drama, relationships, being in bands, etc. Bad kids hook up. It's hard. It's hard stuff. Were you in bands? I was in bands. But oh, you were in bands. That's right. I was in bands, but I wasn't in band. But do ba- but bands hook up? Bands are wild. Band is wild. Band bands meet other bands because they know what it's like to be in a band, and then you hook yeah. up with their band. Yeah. Okay. It's band life. Band life. Musicians are frisky bi- frisky dingoes. Yeah, frisky dingoes. The thing that was the hardest to swallow was we had been broken into three times throughout the year. The band I was in with my friends had just gotten started. Somehow, none of our instruments were stolen from the loft. What is the point of having a ghost if it's not going to scare away burglars? Yeah, I know, right? Like, that's the trade-off. Listen, you can ruin and, like, breathe in my ear, but, like, you're going to, like, scare the shit out of anyone who breaks into this house. That's, like, the end state of the current Haunted Mansion movie. Is that what it is? They, like, befriended the girl? Yeah, it's like, I mean, it's a happy ending at the end, I'll say that. I'm not going to spoil it. Oh, that's gross. Is it messy? The t- wait, yeah. that? okay, never mind, continue, <laughs> sorry. The first time, we found who it was rather quickly. They didn't steal anything. Still, to this day, we have no idea what their goal was. A running theory was an old friend stole my keys and got spooked by our alarm system. We got the system after a nasty encounter with neighbors at the time. If I went into that here, I think it would double what I already have typed, so moving on. The following times lead us to question the paranormal events we all experienced. The second break-in was scary. I had walked home from school that day. My car was in the shop because it was old and breaking down. Good old hand-me-downs. I came home to the front door being open. Thick, muddy footprints were everywhere throughout the house. Clothing stolen and every piece of jewelry in the house was stolen. And the attic was wide open. The pink foam within was moved enough to reveal impressions. Clear indentations of suitcases and what I could only assume was a suitcase. Police said it looked like people stored stuff in the attic. The attic is small and not a functional room in any way. Exposed foam and all. For some reason, the police theorized that people were living in the attic at one point. Somehow, they got out of the house without us knowing and came back and get to get the things they left and decided to steal what they could. Like the junior detective I am, I followed the footprints. One set led to the small window in our kitchen, which is believed to be where they entered with the aid of a small person, potentially a child. Glass was clearly broken inwards all over the sink. I followed another set of footprints that lead to the backyard and over the fence. There were, quote-unquote, discreet socks, their way to hide fingerprints. I told multiple police, and they promptly dismissed what I was telling them, until I got to someone who looked like a detective with a camera. I pulled them aside and pointed to what I saw. They responded with, good eye, I'll see what I can do. And that wasn't an Australian person. (laughs) Good eye, I'll see what I can do. (laughs) (laughs) Nothing happened more after that, no paranormal experiences, no break-ins, nothing. The police never did more to help us or explain anything. The detective I spoke with never got in contact with us. Not sure if they could help, but that was it. What? Police don't do thorough jobs? I know. My sister and I moved away to respective colleges soon after, and my parents moved a few years after because they couldn't afford to move until then. We will never, we will never know what really happened. The history of the house revealed nothing when I searched. It's just an old house with weird shit that happened. 
Do you think that there was a girl with a with a stitched heart on her dress that was helping these thieves? It's so funny because the three tales feel so disconnected from each other. Yeah. Right, other than I guess the girl does show up in the out-of-body experience. Sort one. of. Maybe it's the same girl. But like, yeah, right. Did the little girl invite thieves? She was like, you guys don't respect me, so I'm going to let your house get broken too. Yeah, I don't know. Like, she just she opened the door and was like, <laughs> with the doormat, like uh, the well, house from It. The storing of things also makes me wonder, like, okay, great. This is an episode of Weeds. This family Airbnb'd this house, stole, left stuff up there. Like, yeah, like no country for old men or something. Came back to the country, needed clothes, jewels, and money, things, right? They didn't take TVs. They only took things that you would run with. Right. Um, And then we're out of there and and did it professionally. Like, okay, maybe this is professional crime. Yeah. I mean, look, I don't know anything about professional crime, but I bet you it's, I bet you it's a lot like that. Alex, they are professionals. They know what they are doing. They have planned this. I'm with you. I trust them. I mean, we're an hour south of San Fran in a house that's hundreds of years old. Uh, or a hundred years old. But it's funny that that feels more like Ocean's Eleven. It's like, yeah, sometimes that happens. Like, maybe. If I was Danny Ocean, I'd be busting small jobs all over the place. With that team, we could be, like, imagine in Beverly Hills. Alex, guess what? The job already happened two days ago. You mean when you were telling me how to do the job, you were doing the job in real life? <laughs> Let me show you this bus. <laughs> Elliot Gould, what are you doing here? <laughs> oh, I love Elliot Gould. I know, right? Santel. Haunted children desk can type from Rylical. Rylical. Yeah. Right. Ray. Rylical. 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 Yeah. This is his seventh grade email address. He's oh, yeah. never had to change this. This is name. like the name of his like fake fighting game character from his folder. Right yeah. now, go type in this name on AIM and send them a message and say, "Hey, <laughs> <laughs> say, hey, what are you doing? Ew. Say, what's up? Whoop." <laughs> uh, hey everyone, long time listener, first time poster. You see? Just went to thank Jesse specifically for his content getting me through more than a few rough days. Seems like the right time to also apologize to him for the spooky insanity to follow. Sorry, Jesse. Sorry, Jesse. Oh, I hope your butt feels better. Jesse listens. I know, I know. I'm going to get notes later on. Yeah. Uh, This happened to me in my high school bedroom right when the Backstreet Boys reunion tour kicked off in 2020. What a timestamp. That's that's, uh, that's secret code for COVID. (laughs) Oh, okay. Thank you. It was either late March or early April. Oh, this is all trauma, bro. Okay. Yeah. We had just gone to the Weed Cafe for the first time. Yeah. And then the next day, the world shut down, and we were like, maybe we should have been smoking your butt. Dude, can we? Are we just high right now? (laughs) It's like that Star Trek episode where he's like in the... Like, other life that he lives. Oh, jeez. It was either in late March or early April. I'd like to say it was in a creepy old Victorian house, but it was built in the 90s. My Alienware MX-17 from grad school had died. Oh, this is a ghost story. This is the ghost of the computer coming back. <laughs> Thankfully, my brother was very had a very similar model he said I could have and could fix it. Uh, one new SSD and a Windows install later, computer companies never raid zero two hard drives worth one laptop. I don't get any of this. Is all stuff Jesse would know. I don't understand any of this. This is just basic computer stuff. This is just computer stuff. They're just like you know, the RAM never comes basically, basically good. But his if you brother, get a fan his, his brother that, has the same computer almost, and he, he said you can have it if you can fix it. And he swapped out the hard drive, installed Windows, and he said that it's bad if you raid two hard drives together. I was up and running again for my job testing cell phone networks for a major carrier. 
He won't say which one, but the answer is Mint Mobile. I wonder if this is going to go up to the top and like reveal something horrible about this company. Oh, oh yeah, like in uh, Batman. Yeah. Uh, I temporarily left my city apartment for the. Do wait. Yeah, I'm at the right spot. I temporarily left my city apartment for the backwater KS town I attend high school in. At the time, it seemed safer to be around less people. While I normally conducted work from the first floor of the dining room, I stored my equipment upstairs in the bedroom inside adequate children's roll-up desk. Everyone should just say this happened during COVID. All of everything you just said was explaining to me COVID. I get it. It was a rough time. That's why he was. That's why he was back home. Yeah, and and, and needed some weird yeah, work from home desk. And so he's in an antique children's roll top, like a, one of those desks where like the wood comes up, like 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 an old author. I love him. Yeah. I love him. My father acquired this desk near Chesapeake, Virginia, and restored it himself. It was it was a gift insofar that I was encouraged to use it for homework, which I did regularly in my youth. The desk seemed entirely normal until March last April of 2020. So did the, civilization. The desk got COVID. Dude, uh, <laughs> Josie Packard went in there. Yeah, you th- <laughs> Alex did a very funny face, everyone. You can't see it, but I saw it. It was very funny. <laughs> I stored my laptop inside the desk and left both open. Oh, I wonder if we're going to hear prediction. The laptop battery dies. Okay. A rough layout of my bedroom is required at this point. It is roughly a pentagonal. Oh, okay. What? What do you, what do you, like in the, like the, like the salon of like a geodesic dome house? He lives in a Rosemary's baby's house and that's what (laughs) we're going to find out. Uh, from the bed directly east are windows. To the southwest is the desk and more windows. North and northeast are exits from the room. Uh, which direction do you want to go? Uh, north. Uh, move north. Yeah. Uh, I was laying in the bed trying to sleep with no luck. I want to be clear at this point that the laptop was off when I started hearing rapid typing on the keyboard. The laptop then suddenly whirled to life and booted up Windows 10 login. Oh, shit. Right to login. It just, it just skipped go. It went right to Park Place. The ghost of Fisher Stevens. <laughs> He's still alive, I think. Uh, Frustrated with the bright light making it harder to sleep and my own laptop repair, uh, I got up, walked across the room to shut the laptop. At this point, I just figured I was hearing things and the laptop had another issue to fix. As soon as I crawled back into bed, the computer immediately powered up and the login screen and I heard frantic typing again. At this point, I was angry. I stormed across the room, shut the laptop off, closed it and pulled the power cord. I couldn't explain the typing, which had me little, a little scared, but I never, but I needed sleep and had solved my light problem or so I thought. Interesting. Um, I like that. I mean, this is the beginning of the spook town. This is the incline. We're on the tick, tick, tick of the roller coaster. I mean, if it's a haunted kid, right? He's probably a recently dead kid. If he knows how to log into windows 10. Yeah. He obviously like, he's like, I have those dreams where I miss. Do you have the dreams where you show up to class and like today's the final and you're like, what? All the time. All the time. I just had like shitty dreams in school where I'd like wake up and have like a normal day of school and then get up and just like have to go to school. And be like, <laughs> yeah, you're like, I already did this. This sucks. Yeah. <laughs> Not long after I returned to bed, the laptop powered back on while closed. I could hear it and see it and see the light was emitting. Then the typing resumed again while the lid was still closed. At this point, I was terrified. I scare easily. (laughs) I shut my eyes tightly, turned away from the desk, and did the best to ignore it. After several minutes, the typing finally ceased and the laptop powered down. At that point, I was exhausted and fell to sleep. Well, it's fucked up. Yeah, well, they listen. 
Your roommate's got to do a term paper. You just got to suck it up. Put some uh, earplugs in. Yeah, even if your roommate's dead. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> My dead roommate. That sounds like a great movie from the 90s. I used to sleep in this very room when four people lived in this apartment together. Yeah, there's a lot of breathing going on. And I would sleep and at like, nor- like I already had like goblin hours. I'd go to sleep at like 1.15, 2 a.m. every night. But you want to eat before midnight. Yeah, but but fucking my roommate Zach would play WoW till like the middle of the night. Like, Job done. Or till the morning. And I would be like laying in bed and hear him like, fuck! <laughs> like <laughs> typing and like pounding Gatorade and shit. To stay hydrated. Yeah. Oh, that's tough. Do you have PTSD? Do you ever like, when you see WoW, do you just like picture yourself like not sleeping? You're like, ah. P-T-W-O-W. Thank you. you. What would World of Warcraft do? Yeah. So now to (laughs) self-debunk. You're welcome, Jesse. The house probably isn't haunted. It has only, it only had one previous owner. It's Builder. He and his wife used to entertain and as a showpiece to get others to hire them to build houses. I cannot give specific provenance of the desk without asking my father. What is essentially impossible as he is more cynical than Jesse. Uh, couple that with daily viewing of Fox News and many concer- and many conversations are difficult. Yeah. I apologize that you're, maybe he can come out of it. You, you can deprogram them. You gotta unplug the TV. Buy him a PS5. <laughs> yeah. Honestly. You, you think so? Yeah. It's crazy like, buy him a PS5, show him Ahsoka. You know, just get him, get him, get him, get him just like get him on an app. Yeah. While I myself haven't been diagnosed with anything other than ADHD, I admit to regularly seeing and hearing things without getting into too much detail. Uh, try sleeping while reality around you subtly warps, like seeing a miniature Mara Jade fight in a in a miniature ra- rancor, like or- like the Indian in the cupboard. Like, what are we talking about? Like yeah. a little Mara Jade with a little purple lightsaber? Or hearing the Pokemon Center theme blast from all around you. However, I know these events aren't real and can distinguish them from reality. Okay. I feel like I've had that experience because you would plug in the, the the headphones into your Game Boy and sometimes you would mess up. Oh my God. And it's like off on, off on. Yeah. It's like yeah. staticky. Yeah. Yes. Like a TikTok that's like supposed to be too loud on purpose. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yo, do you know about all of our old bands now do TikTok songs? Oh, I know. Not Yellow Card, but I was going down on Apple Music. I went to them, and then I like Rufio <laughs> has got like a slow jam song that's all like, the, like beach, all the like beachy punky sort of emo corey bands. What happened to them? They're all making lounge music. They want to be young, bro. They oh. want to be young. They don't like that outfit. Doesn't look good on an old person. I also checked the tree outside the desk window. It wasn't long enough to hit the window, even in KS Wind. Yo, shout out to KS Wind. KS Wind, Los Angeles. It was very easy to tell since it was early spring and the tree had a few buds and no leaves. I also think I can distinguish the sound of typing being on a computer. I can. Al- I also think I can distinguish that sound from typing. Being a computer science major, well, that's Fair. that. Well, that's my story. Hopefully, I didn't come on too long. Uh, if you want any pictures of the desk or house, hit me up. Absolutely, post those pictures. Oh yeah. If you really want me to ask about the desk, I'll try. Yeah. Ask about the desk. I mean, sorry about your dad, but ask. Oh yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah. Uh, please keep on keep it on, as the pod has helped me through a, my- a myriad health problems. Hell yeah. Bye.
Uh, health problems are the worst. Whatever those things are, I am so happy that this show can help you through those times. Bing, bang, bong. P.S. If the story didn't make it obvious, I consider myself an Alex. I also quite enjoy uh, whenever he shills the brand. Patreon.com slash SimulatePod. The end. Heart emoji. Heart yeah. emoji. Love that. Uh, it's weird. That's <clears throat> a weird thing to happen to your laptop. And we can poo it and say, yeah, it was a weird laptop. You did a bad job of installing it. You should buy a regular one and not use old technology. But the typing. The typing. The typing's weird. Yeah, and shout-outs to the Beard Bros fans that are freaking out about trying to figure out who's typing. There's a long-standing inside <laughs> joke that everybody thought I was typing when I wasn't fucking typing. I don't know what the fuck that was about, but uh, who was typing, but somebody sounds, was. Ooh, sounds like ghost typing to me. Yeah, somebody was. Uh, this is the last one. This is number seven. Uh, it's called... Had a funny dream about aliens. This is un- this is one for us to interpret. And uh, here we go. It's uh, from... Oh, yeah. Uh, user shitposter5000, <laughs> except the H is a four. Friends with Powerman5000, yeah. where the O is actually a zero. <laughs> <laughs> Y'all can read this on the podcast. Heart emoji. Had one of my typical... Do people write things and they're like, that's my story. Don't read this on the podcast. I always just say to tell me when you can because I don't want to like read something on the podcast that people are like just trying to write. I appreciate consent uh, at the utmost. Yeah, absolutely. Had one of my typical star dreams wandering around under a dark sky looking up hoping to see the cosmic spectacle that is our universe and maybe pair it up with a flying dream and take a trip among the stars. I was on the beach, which is very unusual for me, more of a high desert guy. I know the vibes. And, but I'm totally a beach guy. I never dream of the beach. I always dream of landlocked places. Do you think it's because you're from San Diego and you learned to get away? You uh, like yearned? You were like, I don't want to be here? It may be because we went back to San Diego and the beach was like calming. I was like, oh, this is the feeling. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is... I'm from San Pedro. It's the same thing. You just see it. You're like, I am a beach person. I live here. Whatever you do, it doesn't like, matter. Yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> And there were friendly strangers around, you know, Eugene Oregon stoners who will cheerfully share cricket-topped pizza with you. Shockingly delicious, by the way. From the southern horizon came a medium bright white light. If it were in my hand, it would be the size of a marble. It made its way to the north at the same pace as your typical satellite, the way, way, way brighter than any I'd ever seen. It disappeared over the edge, then from the northern horizon came a massive bright white light bigger than the moon at shocking speed. It curved about overhead, and I caught a glimpse of an eye inside a triangle on the ship's underside just as it dove into the water to the west, directly out from me and my fellow hippies. I thought to myself, no wonder they came up with that eye and pyramid icon if that's what an alien's engines look like. Yeah, they look like the Illuminati. That's where that symbol comes from. It's not an interpretation of the all-seeing eye. It's just literal. Just literally what they saw. That's what it looked like. Then I realized it was a dream and decided I'd like to see it again, and it obligingly popped up out of the ocean again, up close and enormous, bigger than a two-story house. Hard cut to talking to a couple of aliens and stoners in a nearby room. The stoners were all about the fate of humanity and what the aliens could do to save us from ourselves and arguing with each other over which atrocity to prioritize while the aliens stood there bemused and putting in their vague two cents when asked. What do the aliens look like? You can't just say aliens, because then, are, are we? do I just assume they're greys? It was clear they were in over their heads. I'm imagining it was greys, like smoking little doobies. But yeah, that's... but like they could be mantises. I could absolutely see a mantis hold a doobie. That's true. They could like, you know, grass like, like Brack <laughs> yeah. or uh, Zorak? Yeah, thank you. I, I decided to offer them a more manageable problem to start with. Dental work. This is where I kind of slipped out of lucid dreaming gear back into what-the-fuck territory. I've got a super crooked tooth up front and a very pushy wisdom tooth I've never had addressed. So I said, hey, could you just pull these two out and close up the wounds after? 
The aliens were like, yes, an easy problem with a clear solution. Let's go. I'm Mr. Mises. <laughs> they started laying out their instruments, and I turned my back for a bit and was saying those long goodbyes to the hippies. You know the kind where they don't actually want to leave, but they know it's rude to stick around, so it's just a long, slow shuffle out the door, take talking the whole way. Uh, finally got them all out and turn around and see they've laid out the full contents of my kitchen drawers on the operating table and were enthusiastically examining a can opener. I told them, you know what? I'm going to have a human dentist do this. You pulled out too many spoons for my comfort level. They were a bit crestfallen, but consoled themselves that they got to discover the whisk. Kind of Douglas Adams, lols. Edit to add, this may be a product of reaching that part of Endwalker with the bunnies on the moon. Could be. That's a Jesse. That's for Jesse. That's a Jesse? Yeah, that's for Jesse. Jesse knows those deep cuts. Yeah. Jesse's license plate is actually Endwalker, which is so funny. Uh, I, I... I have so dreams. I, 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 my dreams are not an Olympic playground where I get to go jump and do whatever I want. They are some, they're so often movies that just affect me internally. So like when I hear stuff like this, I'm so jealous. Like you got to talk to aliens, right? It's, it's like how Mathis is. Mathis just wishes he's too thirsty. The aliens get too grossed out by his vibes and they don't want to come pick him up. He's looking into chaos magic, so we'll see where it goes. I don't know if chaos magic has dominion over the alien realm. Uh, All of my text messages with Mathis back and forth consist of, have you seen this? And then we go, and then I say, I have seen it or I haven't seen it. And then I send him things and then he tells me he's seen it or hasn't seen it. names of people to each other. Oh, it's all coming. I know the vibes. Um, But yeah, I mean, interpreting this dream, it's like a very literal dream. I think maybe... I would say this is like a kind of lucid fantasy more than it is like a dream. It feels more like a trip. Well, and it's also funny. Let's pose that. Like, it's a simple thing of like, oh, okay, we can fix your teeth. That's super easy. Okay. So what if a magic wand came out tomorrow that took all the dentists away from our society? That's true. Right? Like, like very stonery. Like, like very, very like uh uh, flow of consciousness thinking type dream. And then also the red thing, the, the, the red Illuminati eye then was a ship. Like it wasn't just an idea or something else. It was a thing that you could go inside of. Yeah. Like maybe the ship actually just has an eye. Maybe it's an organic ship. Well, that's what they say, Alex, the metal feels alive on these things and you have to interact with that as well. It's something to do with consciousness. Yeah. So who knows? Like, Maybe maybe the dream, maybe aliens can visit, maybe you can have alien encounters in your dreams. What if the aliens in the ship are just the manifestation of the craft, which is why the greys are like these robots. It's the ship, but it's in all, it's like a little piece in all of these little guys. Yeah, like a little, uh, like a drone. Right, and then the plane falls down and the guys are like, oh, shit, I'm fucked up, man. It's yeah. like, right, their brain isn't working. They're just like bad Android, like C-3PO. Just getting blasted to pieces. When he was naked? Yeah. That nude scene he did in uh, The Phantom that Menace? That meager C-3PO that can yeah. barely walk. <laughs> the anemic C-3PO. Yeah. He, makes, he makes him nice. Yeah. I, yeah, that's what I think. I think how about this? this? Here's a wild theory. Aliens want to communicate with us, and they, tele, they like sort of telepathically communicate. So maybe it's easier for them to actually speak with us in our dreams because we can kind of accept them a little more and it's a little bit safer and they don't have to come here. It all feels right. But now we're done. But like, isn't the other version of this woo woo language of like, when you're in a dream, you're in a higher, you're resonating on a higher level. We can check your REM waves, right? We can like see where you are. Yeah. Is it REM or am I just, is that just the band? No, I think that's what they're named after. (laughs) I think that's what they're named after. (laughs) Okay. Have you seen that thing? Did we talk about this last time? Did we? I'm tripping. This 
this comedian, it's like a Comedy Central type thing where it's like a animated, he's like telling a story about no, the time okay. that he was doing drugs. Uh, that's Dr. Katz. I didn't realize till much later in life Dr. Katz was just animated versions of comedians. Dr. Katz <laughs> is incredible. I love that show. Uh, no, but this was like, this was like him telling like a story and there was like just kind of like drunk, like a, like drunk history, but it's like, and like draw my life, old school YouTube type stuff. Yeah. And he's talking about that he had a DMT vape pen that he was using that he used like 25 times to see the machine elves. Uh, so the little elves took him to this place that he was like familiar with every time. And he'd meet this like purple lady who looked like almost like a archetypal sort of like insensitive depiction of a gypsy. Oh, interesting. You know, and he'd meet this girl and she'd be excited to see him and she'd remember him. And he had such intimate relationship with her that he felt almost like he was in a relationship with her. And was he stupid her? Did they make babies? Like, like, I I don't remember, but it was like just just heavy petting. Well, she would get jealous when he'd have a girlfriend in the real world and stuff like that. And one time they were out looking at something beautiful and he was like, I wish there was a way that you could like prove to me that you're not just my imagination and she was like if i think of a way i'll figure it out and so another guy wanted to try this guy's dmt pen and he was like this special blend will take you to her he was like he didn't say anything he didn't want to tell him anything because he didn't want to influence his trip at all and he was just like hit this hold it as long as you can and then just just keep hitting it until you can't hit it anymore. Until you hit the rainbow waterfall. And so he keeps, yeah, exactly. And so he keeps hitting it and he just holds it and he's just like, I don't think it's working. I don't think it's working. I think I took too much. I think I took too much. I think I took too much. And then suddenly he like breaks through and he's saying he sees the little elf, guy, um, elf guys that everybody sees. And he's like talking to himself and he's, he's now dissociated. Now he's kind of like reporting back. While he's the guy's like standing in the room with him while he's tripping, kind of talking to him. Yeah, and he's like wow. almost like channeling or something. And he's like, "Wow, they really love you in here." And he's like, "Yeah, I know it's such a like welcoming place." And he's like, "No, no, they love you in here." And he's like, "There's this purple chick, and she's like, what's up?'" She's like, "Hey," she says, "How are you?" Like, tell him hello. And uh, yeah, you know, kind of interesting. That's. Very interesting. Yeah. It's a crazy story. It's um, a- and obviously, it's the same thing as the PhD. Like, right. who the fuck knows? But it's an, interesting, it's an interesting thought. And even without the purple lady, those little elves, everybody sees them. Everybody sees them. Yeah, everybody sees them. So, like, what's that about? You know? I don't know. Uh, Do you ever, does your audience ever give you elf stories? Do you ever ask for... Like, I've never asked for drug trips before, but that, like, psychedelic dissociative drug trips. Can I piggyback on this and have them, I yeah. mean, whatever the story is. R slash Chiluminati pod, throw that in, please. Uh, well, l- listen, I'll do you one better. We issue challenges to them all the time. Okay. I would love, well, I do a podcast called Storytime. Yeah. These are all great stories. yeah, yeah. yeah. I don't want to jack your bread and butter, but we'll do an homage to it. Yeah, yeah, I'll yeah. go post on there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm going to read these. Yeah, go to Arch Illuminati Pod and give some uh, story time uh, fodder for Santa. What do you want me to mine from them? Because you've never gotten leprechaun stories or well, we elf ask, stories, we ask, green man. We ask for specific stuff all the time. So if we just want to say, if you're out there listening, go on the go on the subreddit and give us like your psychedelic drug trip stories give us your uh less traveled road sort of bizarre uh paranormal or like 
mythical or folklorical encounters. I'll do you one better because as a longtime imbiber of cannabis, mm. even if I was high out of my mind, if I saw a fucking ghost, I'm telling you I saw a ghost. I, I've never casually... I'm very, I'm very in control of my... I, I'm very, like, high-functioning yes. as a drug user. But not on, like, shrooms. You know sure, what I mean? But like, I'm, I'm, I, I didn't say if I was on shrooms. If I was on weed. So if you got high in a haunted house, what happened? Okay, yeah, just, you know what? Did you see a face in the smoke? I'll take, like, Cheech and Chong uh, level <laughs> stuff, too. You know what I mean? Just people tell you. It's just going to be Sister Mary Elephant some, jokes. Some Scooby-Doo BS. I'll take that. I mean, I guess that is what, if we're talking about smoking weed in a haunted house, that is Scooby-Doo, right? That's yeah. what they did, minus we never saw the Pretty weed. Pretty much, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, Maynard G. Krebs, uh, Bob Denver. Great. Yeah. Mods, I'm coming. I'm going to go post. It's going to say, give me your stories. Do yeah. you want to read them? Do you want us just to read them? No, d- d- dude, that's a great, it's a great little uh, collab. Like, first of all, go listen to Storytime with Santel and David. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Uh, w- w- give them some info. How can they find it? It's everywhere? Uh, it's everywhere. Uh, yeah. You can what are you f- talking about on the show right now? Uh, David's, <laughs> David's in the middle of doing Animorphs. Oh my God, that's still going? They are... Are you doing like one book? They're PTSD survivors. Dude, they're in a war where they make genocidal are you in the final are you in the final battle yet we're on book no we just did the viscer the viscers had their trial yeah 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 Yeah, and they were like where this woman's body is this kid's mother and the body wants to kill him but sometimes they can like push that down and the mom's like i'm so sorry i love you tell your father i love him and then she turns back into a suicidal maniac yeah yeah no that's where we're at wait wait till the final battle okay it you will be Jake it's, keeps saying he's dead inside. Yeah. Like, I don't understand how they all make it out of this a lot. You know, uh, Tobias is a fucking bird boy. Forever. You know that, you forever. know that, ever. Uh, you know that game Spec Ops the Line that's like a shooter, but it's like about the horrors of war? No, that's a great, that sounds like a great idea. For it was a on, game. it was on PS3. It was pretty good. Uh, that's what Animorphs becomes. Get oh. ready. Like, get ready for the end of Animorphs. Every time I'm like, these Animorphs are dumb, they do something amazing. Yeah. Animorphs, uh, Animorphs was. A vibe. And then I'm in the middle of uh, Brim's brother, Brim's Brothers. Grimm's Brothers. They are. <laughs> Grimm's Brothers. <laughs> uh, we, me and David are the Brim's Brothers. Brooks Brothers. But yeah. Uh-huh, but we're doing the Grimm Brothers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you're about to tell David about the Goose Girl. Oh, so you're doing all the fairy tales. I I do. Yes. Yeah, that's what I'm doing right now. Yeah, I, love I have a lot of. I got a, this Costco book, and I was just like, great, let's do another fucked up. The, the show, the the show is they tell each other stories. Guys. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Story we time. have guests on. We have people coming on. Yeah. I've been trying to get Alex to tell me the complete story of uh, Metal Gear Solid. Oh, my God, dude. I could do it, but I need to, like, do homework. Just do part one. Just do part one. Actually, you know what? There's an app on PlayStation then that has like a timeline that we could go through together. Great. Great. Read me the timeline. Tell me where we're at. Cause there's, there's going to be things I don't know. Yeah, dude. There's things that nobody knows. It's like twin peaks. It's like like, uh, the Nair series where everything's Canon. Everything that's happened in these games, it's all canon. No, there's there's a couple games that aren't canon. I think the acid games aren't canon. Okay. And I, I don't know about the portable ops games. Um, but, the ones with numbers are canon. Okay, okay. And, uh, the NES game? The original one that's not on NES is canon. Okay. The one that's like the like on MSX, those ones are canon, but oh. not the NES ones. I've never even... Okay. I'll those go. are like inferior versions. Great. I'll go watch a playthrough of an MSX game. Get the... No, get... Yeah, get the, the Metal Gear collection. It has everything on there. Does it really? Yeah. Okay. Um, up to... This one goes to three, and then obviously probably the next one's going to have four and five. And okay. Peace Walker, and Peace Walker's canon. And, and uh, yeah. 
But the point is, your alien dream was about you feeling alienated in society, yeah. and you need to do a better job yeah. of finding friends. You know Jean Luc Godard? Uh, he did like Breathless, Breathless, Band Apart. He's like sure, or Band of Band of Outsiders. He's like the French New Wave film director with that has like like all those movies like that. I just saw a French New Wave movie where they wanted to be like American and they do a choreographed dance scene. Yeah, yeah. Is that uh, the movie? Une femme et une femme? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's, Alex, that's Godard. that movie. Yeah, that it's, movie. It's a fantastic movie. It's crazy. It's, a, it's, a be- it's like one of the most beautiful movies ever made. They uh, run through, the, they run through the, uh, the, the museum. Yeah, dude. That's a great movie. But this guy had a turn in his life, Godard, where he just kind of started to make politically fueled essays. And that's basically what Metal Gear Solid is. <laughs> <laughs> Metal Gear Solid is like a pretty awesome stealth game that like you get to play every once in a while. And while Hideo learning. Kojima puts his manifesto inside of a video it's game. It's like a Pinchonian like manifesto, political manifesto. Listen, I can't believe I'm going to say this out loud into the world, but I can't wait for Death Stranding 2. I can't wait to do more walking. Those... I'm totally down. <laughs> I can't believe you guys haven't done Metal Gear Solid, actually, on uh, Gentleman's Gaming Club, which is another place you can go see Santel. Uh, it's a great one. I'll, I'll pitch it to the team. Maybe we do the PlayStation 1. I mean, where do you start with that series? You know what I mean? It's so the, play, the gameplay is so good. I would start just with Metal Gear Solid. Okay. Yeah, and then you can go from there if you like it. But. Yeah, beat that game and then that proves you, you're a video the, gamer. Even, just, even that one, you'll be like, this is the greatest thing. It, it fits right in. You'll okay. Yeah. Uh, but that's the show. Thank you guys so much for listening. Again, reminder, please go to patreon.com slash Pod. We're selling the, the audio, and it's very good. It sounds great. Uh, the audio of our show in Los Angeles that if you couldn't come to it, this is your chance to cost $5. And everyone who is a patron at any level gets to listen to it completely for free. And then go on Ticketmaster if you have a good time listening to that and buy a ticket to the show on December 3rd. Santel's going to be there. I'm going to be there. Davis is going to be there. Davis is going to be there. Other guests are going to be there. You could probably guess who some of them are. Some of them might record something because they're from out of state. We'll see. We have tons of friends. It'll be a good old time. It's uh, also the, the, the poster, if you haven't seen it, is Twin Peaks. It's great. So get hyped. The tickets are live now. Go get them on Ticketmaster. Telegram. Get hype. Give that yeah. money over. Telegram $5 ballroom. is very reasonable. Yeah, go buy it. Go buy it. That's at patreon.com slash pod. And if you want to come see us live, Telegram Ballroom, Chiluminati, December 3rd downtown los angeles i'll be, be there. there don't stay in downtown los angeles stay somewhere else <laughs> yes take an uber to downtown los angeles yeah. on the night yeah. go 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 to westwood or go you know <laughs> just go somewhere a little nicer don't go downtown uh but there's nice parts of downtown i'm talking shit uh but that's our show uh santel thanks so much for coming on again thank you for having me uh, anytime anywhere else you want to send anybody to go find some stuff that you've done online no 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 yeah, that's yeah, fine that's, that's good great. that's a good swatch of it all right good uh thank you for listening folks and we'll see you next time bye 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 anyway Me and my wife were sitting outside indulging on our porch one night, enjoying ourselves. I needed to go to the bathroom, so I stepped back inside, and after a few moments, I hear my wife go, Holy shit, get out here! So I quickly dash back outside, and she's looking up at the sky in awe. I look up too, and there's a perfect line of dozen lights traveling across the sky. 